Do you constantly look at your investments? Always looking at your phone or your computer trying to see if it's moving in the right direction. Are you anxiously waiting for the statement and nervous to open it up? On today's episode, we talk about why that is not a good idea and give you a way to avoid this investment trap. All this and more on this episode of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Welcome to Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things, where we teach you how to be rich in spirit and righteous in action. My name is A.B. Ridgeway. I'm the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things and my mom's favorite Christian financial advisor. I'm a certified private wealth advisor professional, and I've been in the financial industry for over a decade. In 2020, I decided to open a Christian investment firm to help investors like you become rich in spirit and righteous in action. And on this show, we share with you some of the secrets and biblical philosophies that we share with our high net worth clients to better prepare you for a financial life centered around God. Now, today is unique because we're going to look at the behavioral finance side of investing. Have you ever been talking to someone and no matter how much you prove, no matter how many facts you present, no matter how many articles that you show them, they just won't admit they were wrong. This is what they call cognitive dissonance. And according to this theory, when two actions or ideas are not psychologically consistent with each other, people do all in their power to change them until they become consistent. The discomfort is actually triggered by the person's belief clashing with the new information that's perceived, wherein the individual tries to find a way to resolve the contradiction, to reduce this discomfort. So have you ever heard the saying, the truth hurts? Well, this is kind of like the psychological equivalent of that. So why do I bring this up? Because today we are going to explore something called the myopic loss aversion. Now, don't get scared. This is really just a fancy way to say you're looking at your investment statement too much. You know, we know it hurts when you see your account balance drop, your stomach turns and you want to get out of the stock market before you lose everything. That's what I have been hearing from my podcast listeners and even my YouTube subscribers. They want to know, how do we stop the hurting? And I just simply say, stop looking at it. I mean, not as much anyway. The pain they feel is called by a phenomenon called myopic loss aversion. It's when you look at your investments too often and can't see the long-term positives. Like when you're constantly refreshing your screen or looking at your account balances every day or week. Initially, I have to work with my clients to overcome this bias, but after some time, they get it. So why did this happen? Well, myopic loss aversion is a behavioral finance concept that describes the tendency of investors to focus on short-term losses rather than long-term gains when making decisions about their investments. This phenomenon is driven by two well-established psychological biases, loss aversion and mental myopia. Now, loss aversion is the tendency to experience the pain of losses more intensely than the pleasure of gain, leading individuals to prioritize avoiding losses over seeking gains. Now, mental myopia refers to the inclination to focus on immediate or short-term outcomes rather than considering the long-term consequences of decisions. When combined, these biases can cause investors to make suboptimal investment decisions as they may be overly cautious, sell off assets prematurely, or avoid riskier investments with higher potential long-term returns. Now, let's see how it works in action. So here is, 
I'm gonna give you an example of your returns for the week. So we're gonna do portfolio A. And I'm gonna do this a little slowly um, because there's a lot of numbers, but just bear with me here. So let's say on Monday, you have a negative one return. The week didn't start off too well. Tuesday, you have zero return. Ah, doesn't feel too good. Wednesday, you have negative two. So now you have negative one on Monday, zero on Tuesday, negative two on Wednesday. It's toward the end of the week, Thursday, you see another loss and you are just frustrated. Now on Friday, you do see a positive seven. On Saturday, once again, another loss of negative two. And then on Sunday, it's up eight. So how do you feel? Maybe not good? That's a lot of losses, isn't it? Now let's imagine these were the returns of the following week. We made all kinds of changes and we turned your whole portfolio around. So this is gonna be portfolio B. Now on Monday, it was positive one. On Tuesday, it was positive two. On Wednesday, it was positive one. So Monday, positive one. Tuesday, positive two. Wednesday, positive one. Thursday, positive one. It's the end of the week. Friday, positive two. Saturday, positive one. And on Sunday, nothing happens. God rest. So did your investments, <laughs> right? So which portfolio had the better return? Was it portfolio A or was it portfolio B? Now, with a quick listen, you probably would say portfolio B was the better portfolio. Unfortunately, you would be wrong. You just experienced what is described as myopic loss aversion. The pain of hearing those losses so frequently made you feel as if your portfolio wasn't doing well. Well, portfolio A for that matter. But if you take a step back, you will hear that portfolio A is actually the better portfolio with a net positive nine compared to portfolio B with only a net positive eight. So if you would have chose portfolio A, you actually would have been net positive one richer. Isn't that wonderful? But seeing those negatives constantly just starts to play with your mind. You start to forget that on Friday you had plus seven and on Sunday you had plus eight. That's already plus 15. Do you get what I'm saying? But you had more feelings toward the negatives than you did the positives, which skew the way that you perceive your portfolio. And it happens to us all the time. According to prospect theory by Daniel Kahneman, we experience pain to pleasure at a ratio of about two to one. This means we feel twice as much pain when we lose a thousand dollars than we experience happiness when we gain a thousand dollars. So to have the equal amount of emotion, technically for every $1,000 you lose, you're going to have to gain $2,000 just to be equal. And the way that we see our investments are no different. That is why it's important to have a financial advisor who can look past some of these cognitive biases and help you achieve your goal. Whenever there is bad news about the economy, all it does is drive people to look more often at their portfolios, magnifying this myopic loss aversion. Once again, causing them to make drastic decisions about their accounts that could hurt them in the long run. So what do we do? We actually advise our clients to slow down, 
to really think about their ultimate goal, not to focus on the short term, but focus on the long term. Now, how do we do this? We typically sit with the client and we determine a review schedule. Sometimes it could be once every quarter, sometimes it's twice a year, sometimes it's annually. It needs to be annually at least. Even if you have a long-term horizon, like 10 or 15 years, you still want to see if there's any adjustments that need to be made, especially for tax purposes. That's why we encourage our listeners and our clients to actually speak with their CPA to see if there's anything that we can take advantage of. We'll talk about tax loss harvesting and tax gain harvesting in another conversation, but some of those things that we can do to help lower our tax implication and actually keep more money in our pocket. But back to this schedule, the problem is the more often that you look at your account, the more noise you're going to hear, the more volatility you're going to see. But if you expand the interval by which you review your assets, then you can honestly see the trends of your portfolio as opposed to the short term noise. So next time that you get that pain in your stomach, I want you to take a step back and look at your overall picture. Did you increase the number of stocks? Sometimes stocks pay dividends and you can reinvest them into more assets, even at a lower cost, even if you've lost something, right? You may have some tax loss harvesting opportunities in a taxable account. Maybe it's not about winning. Maybe it's about protecting the losses. Is the stock market down 30% and your portfolio is only down 10%? To me, that's a 20% gain. You know, you're protecting the downside risk. There are more things to consider when analyzing the results other than just a gross number. So the key takeaway today is stop looking at your bank account every day if you have long-term goals. If you're planning for retirement, if you're saving for a house in the next five, seven, 10 years, there's no reason for you to look at your account every day. Set up a consistent schedule, look at your overall trends, and speak with your financial advisor to see if you are on track. If you're a Christian and you are ready to combine your faith and your finances, set up a consultation with me using the link below. Go to www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a time to discuss how we can help you become rich in spirit and righteous in action. Also, if you want to get started, download our free ebook when you sign up for our newsletter, Four Pillars to Christian Finances, where we introduce you to debt management strategies, saving techniques, investing account types, and wealth transfers. This 19-page guide will be a great foundation for Christians that combine faith and finances in one place. Well, until next time, I am A.B. Ridgway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Elijah Ridgway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Team podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.